1: This is Love's a Pitch, and I'm Carolyn Berger, an aspiring expert in queer love and relationships. And I'm here continuing my ongoing quest to advance the gay agenda by helping connect people in our community. How's everyone doing? I hope you've been enjoying these episodes. If you have any feedback, you can send it to me. uh, Carolyn at lovesapitch.com. Would love to hear from you. Would love your thoughts opinions desires uh, i also want to remind everybody that the next live loves a pitch show is sunday april 30th at come on everybody in brooklyn so if you're in the new york area get your tickets to that well the tickets link isn't up yet but uh, keep an eye out on that save the date but if you want to be on the show and pitch yourself i pick eight people each time to do this, everybody has a blast, I promise. Uh, you can go over to Instagram at Loves a Pitch. fill out the application. There's a link in the bio. There's also a link in the show notes to apply to be on the show, and that you have to do in the next couple of weeks. Another quick reminder, I am trying to grow our Patreon community. This is huge in helping me continue this podcast. It might not seem like it, but putting out these episodes each week and trying to get the word out... It's a lot of work, and I've run into burnout Uh, in the past with my other podcast, Dyking Out. Those of you who have followed me here know a little bit about that. Uh, This time around, I've hired a fantastic producer and editor who's helping me out, and, you know, people got to get paid. It takes a lot to put these shows on, especially when you're launching something new, the ad revenue isn't quite there. So if you go to patreon.com slash loves a pitch, you can join the community. And I'm trying to make it worth your while there's going to be extra content at free apps, you can join the discord server. But the more people the better it is. So that's why I need uh, and want more people to, to come on make it a fun place for us to talk about all things queer love and really anything you want to talk about. I don't know. There are also Zoom hangs that are going to happen. And at the top tier, you can have a chance to record your own pitch to go at the end of one of these episodes. So if you don't want to be a guest, let's say, like for a full hour getting grilled by me on an episode of Love's a Pitch, but you'd love to put yourself out there. You can record a one-minute pitch. We'll put it at the end of an episode. So are you ready to meet this week's guest? I got to admit, it's another comedian. I know. I know I said that. I'm going to mix it up, and I will, and I have a little bit But I will start interviewing folks based off of the submissions that I've gotten uh, very shortly. And if you're interested in being grilled by me for an hour on this podcast, fill out the application in the show notes. Definitely loving what I'm seeing so far. Uh, But also, you know, I think comedians are fun to hear from. I love learning more about Their lives offstage. These are conversations that I normally don't have with uh, these people. So I hope you're enjoying it too. I think you'll especially enjoy this week's guest. So let's get into it. All right, Ben Fisher, welcome to loves a pitch. How are you?
0: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm gonna be a sport. When you pitch, I'm gonna catch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm excited about this because you are my first like cis gay guy that I'm talking to. And I feel like it's just like the wild west out there. Like, you know, I know <laughs> like gender is fluid and people are like, What what's really the difference between men and women? But then when you pair like Gay men next to lesbians. like the differences could not be more pronounced, I feel. <laughs> and especially when it comes to like love and dating, I just when I talk to my friends, I'm like, what is your life in a great way?
0: Yeah, I love that so much. It feels like I'm back in high school and we're secret friends and like the only two gay people. So,
1: yeah, right? it does
0: feel <laughs> yeah, it feels a little like, Drama club closet, like costume closet.
1: <laughs> yes, it also, you know, the fact that I'm actually in a in a closet with some like costumey scarves <laughs> adds to that. Same. I know. I wish they were mine.
0: I'm in a. I'm in my studio apartment, which is essentially all. It's just a closet.
1: I'm in another lesbian's closet, which. It feels like it's like trying on someone else's engagement ring. Like it feels a little bit weird to be in another
0: lesbian's closet. Another great title for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway,
1: that'll be that'll be the Patreon. Uh. All right. Well, let's get into this, Ben. What is your pitch?
0: We're gonna start my pitch with a very heavy sigh. Together. Together. <laughs> Uh, uh, um okay so i've been single for going on about seven years like including a pandemic i live alone i work remotely the chances of like meeting someone on the fly which is my dream has been like lessened and lessened and lessened so i've been on the apps but even before the pandemic um I was coming off just like a heartbreak and then trying to put myself out there. And maybe it's a combination of being picky. Maybe it's a combination of like doing so much therapy and self-work that like my mantra has become like, am I enough? Just repeating that three times. They're like, am I okay? Is that a mantra? But like, let's get down to the pitch. Okay, gentlemen callers, imagine if you will, close your eyes. Let's transport ourselves back to the early 2000s. Imagine Jimmy Fallon. No, let him be gay. Just let him let him be gay. And that's where we'll start. That's sort of the basis visually. I'm just giving the listeners a visual of what they might be purchasing. <laughs> Is this a prostitution website <laughs> uh podcast? Uh <laughs> But No, I I believe I'm a catch. Believing that is an illusion. And so is the... I was
1: going to say, said with such conviction.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But let's convince ourselves that we are catches, okay? I believe I'm fun. I believe that I'm kind. My humor is intact. My ass has only gotten thicker. I... (laughs) I have been the therapy. I've discussed that. I've, I've, you know, I'm from a large and dysfunctional family. So that's, that's landed me there. I'm great in the sack. Like I've been single for a long time and that's been a lot like, "Mm." I've been out. I've, I'm sort of in my cookie flack era now. If (laughs) get you know, I'll like run into, run into guys in public and it's a little bit of a like, how do I know you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Overall I just think that, you know, I'm I'm looking for somebody that complements who I am, who I've become, mirrors some of the life experiences and also has that sense of spontaneity, fun adventure or can ground that out or complement or contrast me in some way. All right. And I'm good at a party. <laughs>
1: Just like Jimmy Fallon. No. uh,
0: (laughs) But when I get home, it's a nightmare.
1: Have you ever heard that story? It it was like a... I don't know if it was a comedian or a writer was talking about when they were in college and they went to this house party and there was just like the most obnoxious dude playing the acoustic guitar and nobody wanted him to be playing with it. And he just seemed like really like lacking self-awareness. And it was Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) Like
0: that's yeah. the guy. Was. Yeah, that's what you're getting. Yeah. No, you're getting you're getting like version of that. No. <laughs> um, Not at all. You'll be giving me a lot of attention as my friends say, like, uh, yeah. But I will be better than that. How's that? I
1: think that you're definitely better than that. I mean, you know, I shouldn't be so hard on our dear friend Jimmy, um, who I don't know personally,
0: but He's trying his best. You know, this is really Aren't we all it's about him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so seven years of being single. Before that, what was your longest relationship that you were in?
0: Uh, maybe three-ish years. Around college age. And then like a few good six-month stints, which in gay world is years.
1: And like, I'm guessing that over the seven years like have there been times where you're like yes I like being single or has it been like seven years of like looking for another relationship and just not being able to find that connection
0: you know that's a great question I feel it's been more seven years of like I'm fine with this this is fun yeah and then like just recently after like going to my 112th family or friend wedding it's begun to sink in that like okay maybe maybe I'm searching for some companionship and maybe it would be nice to have someone to share my life with and you know wake up and oh my god you'll like I had this crazy dream you know instead of just like waking up by myself or like the the lingering thoughts and feelings of like realizations health-wise, like, as you age, you begin to realize, like, oh, wait, I could die in this apartment alone. And it would not be out of the ordinary for people to not really, like, hear from me for, like, three or four days. Right, right. You know, so, like, those thoughts begin to sort of permeate. And you're like, maybe maybe I'm ready to be discovered.
1: Yeah, either that (laughs) or get life alert.
0: Immediately. Yeah. And I just, you know, me and Jewelry were... We're accessorizing but that's not a cute look
1: <laughs> and then did the pandemic affect your feelings around all of that like was that when you were really like oh if i died <laughs> would anybody realize it for a couple of days
0: i think of course at first it was really fun you know that's like such a privileged thing to say, but at first, like those first two weeks, it was like, oh my god, a break from the world, a break from everything. Right. We and I can like craft and yeah. But then that once I began to really sit with the weight of it all, I'd say in recent years, yeah, the pandemic has definitely exacerbated the the feelings of wanting and seeking companionship or being ready to maybe fun. Ben needs to like live inside a little more and someone can um nurture him
1: connection so important and i i don't know i think the pandemic for a lot of people hit home like e- even beyond romantic just like friendships and and i had a little bit of that too i think also as comedians it was kind of like oh i don't have to feel guilty about not hustling for a couple weeks uh, even though there were still some psychos that were <laughs> that like never stopped mm. and and kept like grinding and stuff, but it was like, oh, we can enjoy this time. A- as a comedian, I mean, you say you don't meet people out like organically as much, but do you ever find that like people come up to you after shows, or is it just like never going to be the the kind of people that you want coming up to you
0: after shows? Um, Never say never. But in my experience, the after show dynamic, I feel that in my comedies, often I have revealed so much in a sense that I feel totally exposed to the other person. And it feels like it's not beginning on really an even playing field. right? And I wonder if that's, I mean, that There's like some of my own insecurity at play there that like, oh my God, they know all this stuff about me or I'm making these assumptions. So it just sort of put me on my back heel or... right But that's like sort of key to who I am in general in the dating world is that I think that there's like maybe something that I need to be more aware of, of like an energy that I put out of like being super open, but truly I am someone who needs a little bit more time and organic growth or interaction or and also like if they're not cute then of course I'm just like you <laughs> immediately immediately defensive I'm like oh thank you thank you you're a fan okay please like and follow please subscribe no but it's never never say never yeah i have met intriguing people out in the world i guess through the through shows and hanging and um but also I think i have like sort of a ingrained thing in my brain that's like probably don't wind up with another comedian probably don't wind up with another actor probably let's let like just one part of this theoretical equation be a crazy person yeah (laughs)
1: that that was gonna be my next question of, of whether or not you would consider hooking up with another comedian i i think that's wild and whenever i know couples where they're both comedians i'm like i don't Best of luck. Like it just mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Right. Um, yeah. Again, but again, never say never. There's so many different styles of performers out there that it's like you never know who you're going to jive with or who's going to light you up or, yes, yeah, you've opened a sliver in my brain just by talking of like that possibility. Okay. Maybe I, maybe I can be a little less automatically knee-jerk closed off to the idea of someone that just because they do something similar, yeah. You know.
1: Are you usually attracted to someone that's more opposite? Like, are you into, like, engineer types? <laughs>
0: like a train conductor? Lawyers. <laughs> I My ideal type is Thomas the Train. Uh, <laughs> 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 Historically, for somebody to have a little bit of creative or artistic spirit has has worked for me i've had like a string of architects that mm. just and like we're talking real architects not like george costanza we're talking like <laughs> you know thoughtful Is that like actual that's very attractive to me
1: right i think there's something very sexy about an architect
0: yeah what
1: what is it is it just, like, uh, picturing them, like, drafting with a pencil? I don't know, like...
0: It's, like, their whole environment, too. Like, I imagine that they go into, like, these spaces with, like, swatches and materials. And it's very, like, well-organized files and draft tables. and.
1: Yeah. I always feel like they're, they're well-dressed. They're kind of, like, sharp-looking.
0: Yeah, and their imaginations, their minds, their right. vision is inspiring and something totally opposite I guess of how my brain might work yeah if it works if it even works anymore I mean
1: <laughs> what would you say is your most toxic trait
0: oh ah I mean I can name dozens and other people wow let's turn this in inside Ben. perhaps my most toxic trait is that I begin to let people in and let them feel comfortable. Like I make a very, I can make a very warm, welcoming first impression. And then I can like, and friends have said this to me, like when I've decided that I'm moving on or like someone's in a romantic, you know, tete Yeah, is not like I will just sort of like shut off, compartmentalize somehow, and like, and I think it, it leaves the other person feeling very shut out and like, what happened? Like, you know, all of a sudden.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: because it's, well, what would a therapist call that?
1: Is that like a an avoidant, avoidant attachment?
0: Oh wow, I don't know. I need like a full full <laughs> therapy therapizing on that. But that's that feels like it could be. But, you know, I try to operate with grace and I've been working on more and more like when I'm noticing that maybe I'm getting like romantic interest from someone and I'm not feeling it, you know, I've been trying to be aware of the other person. I mean, I've always been aware of other people's feelings. I've I've been sort of chronically empathetic my whole life and maybe even worrying about how I'm making other people feel all the time if I'm not interested is toxic in itself. <laughs> That hyper awareness of like, oh my god, are they gonna? I don't know. I've got so many toxic traits. I'm like,
1: I mean, I feel like, like this is kind of the the tricky stuff. It's not uncommon of, of having to navigate that. So, are you saying like you meet someone, you like them, you guys are hitting it off, and then for for some reason, you're like, you're like actually maybe this is a bad idea and that's when you like close up and compartmentalize and maybe shut them out a little bit or is it like do you talk yourself out of it
0: i think i have a talent for finding some like deal breakers early on even before like like tinder hinge the swiping through apps for me i notice brings up like a really sort of like snap judgment part of my brain that Like, I can find one thing wrong with everybody's profile.
1: Oh, of course. And it will
0: get, it'll get like as small as like, I mean, vibe, energy, all that normal stuff. But then like to things that are petty, like seeing that somebody has like chosen to spend time in Florida for a while for me was a deal breaker. And I was working on it in my own head. I was like, okay, I can reconcile if somebody is born in Florida, I can I worked on that. I was like I can now allow that. I will now give a breath in a second beat to examining this profile, taking it in. Right. Before I like just swipe left. But yeah, for a while, and I was like it became sort of a fun game in my own like toxic game of being closed off and not even giving people a shot because I was like, oh, he- he went to the University of Florida. That's a choice. No. (laughs) So no offense to people born in Florida out there or, you know, have loved ones in Florida. But if you've chosen to spend time in Florida, I'm going to work on that. I did have a nice trip to Sarasota once.
1: (laughs) Sarasota is very nice.
0: I had a good time. I was surprised. I was so and you know what? It, it is... opened my mind. Yeah, yeah. Miami.
1: Yeah. I feel like Miami is never been. Yeah.
0: Never been. It's not not once have I been compelled. Not compelled. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's some like I actually began sort of dating a guy who split his time between New York and Miami. And that for me was a deal breaker. I was like, wow. I cannot imagine myself in this place that I've never even been to. So I'm gonna. Just move on without really letting him know. I'm just going to sort of fizzle. I'm not a full ghost, but I will fizzle. I will, like, paranormal activity my way out of the scene.
1: You'll flicker the lights like, every once zap. in a while, and then yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just stop. I'll
0: flicker. I'll flicker. It'll be like an Amityville horror.
1: It will, <laughs> when you're fizzling, if somebody reaches out and says hey what's going on will will you answer or are you like
0: historically i will this is a strategy i will just give it more time and space and then i'll respond with like oh sorry i was busy and didn't see this hope you're well like something pretty neutral and fizzily yeah that like sort of I'm not a full ghost. Like, what do we call this? Not a full ghost. A friendly ghost. I casper my way casper. away. <laughs> but I've done that, like, uh. I mean, at this point in my life, it feels, it feels like hundreds of times. There have been like I've got these all these phone, yeah. like I'm haunted by phone numbers that will just pop up and be like, happy birthday. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? And then you look back the, <laughs> right. and then you see like. March twenty thirteen. They're like, so fun to meet you last night. Like, let's hang out. And I'll be like, Absolutely, Hottie. Like you're such a great kisser. Kiss the emoji. And then like over the time it becomes clear that, like, okay, we hung out. And then it seems like we had a one night moment. And then that obviously didn't lead to any sequels. So the the sequel became a haunted ghost story and i just fizzled away not every story is fit for expansion
1: there's so much to unpack here uh
0: hence my hence my cookie flack era and let's (laughs) if we may i hope people know who cookie flack is do you know who she is
1: yes but for explain for the listeners who might not know okay
0: so for the listeners who might not know, this is one of Catherine O'Hara's most iconic roles in my opinion, um in Best in Show, one of the Christopher Guest ensemble movies that she was part of. She plays a woman named Cookie Fleck who not only trains the award-winning Norwich terriers but also is a woman with a past. Um so like all throughout her dog showing days she is running into in the movie you're seeing her run into time and again all these different men who just approach her and seem to remember her from a certain place or time like all over the united states or even the world i want to say and they'll be like they'll like come up to her and say cookie (laughs) cookie fleck you used to take your leg and you were able to get it up and over. And she's just got this look on her face. She's trying to figure, trying to place this person so unsuccessfully because, you know, it's just, it's brilliant. It's such a brilliant character. And I more and more have begun to identify with her at this era of my life, which I'm calling my Cookie Fleck era. And I'm ready to find my Eugene Levy. So then she finds this, Um, Eugene Levy plays a dentist with actual two left feet that she's now married. And part of their marriage dynamic is always when these men come up to cookie is her and he and her having to deal with that. And she's she says, oh, you know, it's it's fine. You're who is my man? Who's my number one? Who is he? (laughs) So that's just a little bit of cookie Fleck history. Love that. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: When you talk about the swiping and just how the slightest thing will make you swipe left. I'm of like two minds of that because I think about people who I know in real life who I'm attracted to. And I think if I saw them on an app, I'd probably swipe Mm. the other way. But in person, I'm like, no, there are like many attractive things about this person. So it makes you wonder like, who have you swiped on that could have been a great match? On the other hand... It's like, why not be picky? You have all these options. Like, why Mm. settle in in any way? Because this is an app and it's not necessarily like maybe apps are reserved for not settling. Like, because I I I feel like. Like have you ever done the thing where you you're like, oh, I haven't like had a a hit in a while. You get a little bit maybe less selective, and then you have a match and you're like, damn it, I wish I didn't swipe on that person and now I have to like unmatch yeah. It's awkward, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I will say, like, there are those people that you'll see out and about in the world, and then you run into their profile and either like it's a far better representation of the impression you've gotten of them out in the world. Right. Or it's like not as good. So that gives one pause when playing the swiping game, right? And then there's like this phenomenon of like there being so many different apps and then you come across the same people on a different app who are like represented in a slightly different way. It's like a marketing thing. Right. And there's some people that like probably because of like 10, 15 years ago, like having seen them at different times on different apps from like OkCupid days up to like now like a Scruff profile or a Grinder profile or Tinder or Hinge or all these different ones. I tried the League ones. That was stupid.
1: Which one is the League? I've heard of it.
0: The league is like this elitist bullshit that they give you three options a day and they they, they used right. to like vet people via their LinkedIn profiles, right, which right. my LinkedIn, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my LinkedIn profile at the time said like musical theaters, like I don't even know. But I do go through those different phases of like open-mindedness or like generosity or like... Yeah giving the benefit of the doubt where I get like more optimistic of like, okay, let's really like just open up our minds and like, let's absorb the whole aura of the pro. Like I find myself through, I'm like, am I fucking like, Psychical, I'll like set up crystals or this hasn't happened yet, but it will. Yeah, Like we're like light a a candle, do an incantation and then begin swiping. Like I'll center myself, but nobody else is like approaching it like that. They're like on the subway, horny, Yeah, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you're coming at this algorithm from so many different, you can, you can come at it from so many different ways. But I also relate to that sort of, Knee jerk thing you were mentioning, of, like when you then like you're being open minded and you're like you're in your groove and you're like feeling healthy and you're like, This is good. This is practice. Like, my therapist told me to look at the idea of like going on a date as just practice, like to take the pressure off, just go practice going on a date. And when I've done that, it's been good. It's been like, Oh, okay, I got through that. And I pr- and like we're not compatible and that's okay. Yeah. But I tried and I put myself out there and I was receptive and open-minded as open-minded as I could be with my little psycho brain making notes and like <laughs> lists of like, okay, well, red flag now. Yeah, oh, Florida. God, Oh, God. But that um, sort of like instant, I guess maybe that's like a little toxic monster that lives inside of a soul to that like unmatched monster that like once you match and like like I'll open back an app and I'll be like, oh my God, I must have been like feeling pretty generous because yeah. <laughs> I'll have some, some new matches and I'll be like, uh, and then like the other thing that drives me up a wall about gay men is the arrow situation with like on profiles, they'll do like their up arrow to be like, I'm a top or my bottom arrow, a bottom or my bottom angled arrow, or like my swoopy around arrow to be like, I'm verged but I personally find that like just crippling because there are times that I just, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know until I meet a person. It's just so, so based on sex and the ideas that we get stuck in our heads of like, I prefer to be this role. Right. And then you're just putting that out there and you're really just, myself and click at different times I'm sh- I've limited myself because I've been like in a top mood or I've been in a like power bottom mood which has been most of my life but you know putting that only that out there can be really limiting and I think we're there's a lot of conversations sort of moving beyond that I think which is hopeful helpful because again you never know until you meet another person and you know I I also want to speak to this because my aunt one time read me for fill at my nephew's first birthday party. We were like at my nephew's first birthday party just hanging out, you know, there's like balloons and like people've got their blankets out. It's at like a pavilion at the lake and making some hot dogs, just everybody's chilling and like, what a cute baby. And there's like other babies. And my aunt just comes up to me and she gets, she says, you know, you're never going to find love if you sleep with everybody on the first date. What? (laughs) I was like, uh, what an opener. I mean, what she should be on the podcast. What a pitch.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Fastball, hard, hard and fast. I was like, so taken aback. I was like, first of all, you just read me for Phil's how does this woman know second of all you slut takes one to know one yeah
1: right?
0: <laughs> um, but it really just planted a seed in my i was like so taken aback and i don't know maybe she was like i mean she wasn't wrong i'm a gay man i live in new york and it's like
1: she just thought like there, there's a 90 percent chance that he's thinking about this right now and i'm gonna call him out on it
0: <laughs> this one-year-old yeah, right? birthday party <laughs> She's having his ice cream. cake. Yeah. he's probably wondering where the closest local dick was. Yeah. and you know what? She wasn't wrong. I had been there for over an hour. I did my duties as an uncle, and now I was ready for dick. <laughs> but um, yeah, that sort of like stuck with me as like a uh, it. It is so limiting. And back to like the the self owning of like who I am and knowing that. I truly do take a little more time and comfort to get to know someone. And then it's so much more fulfilling. Like the last time I fell in love was such a slow burn. Yes, we did actually sleep together on the first night, but it was special. There was already something special. There was such an organic connection that happened. And I've always been maybe someone that is really really hung up on that idea of meeting somebody out in the world in a really natural setting and maybe being like in love with that idea of a falling in love story you know I've shied away from the idea of like well we met on tinder we met on but more and more people meet that way so it's like I feel like I'm a single person that's like riding that wave of like all right, I could I could get my head wrapped around like, well, we met on Hinge, for example, and I liked him even though he went to Florida. But then we got to know each We sat down, we hung out, we went for a walk. We had some coffee. The leaves were falling. It was Central Park. There was a jazz saxophonist we listened to. He gave him $5. I thought that was so sweet. You know, those little, the adding up of the little things that, maybe that's my toxic trait, that I have this idea in my mind of, like, the romantic movie, a like,
1: yeah. This is rom- very, yeah. um...
0: Ah, in, very, there's so much to impact. Yeah. Because years ago, too, my mom, who's my aunt's sister, um, the same aunt who read me for filth, but my mom had said to me, maybe sometime, I came out to my parents when I was about 18. And so maybe sometime in early on in college years, my mom said to me, you know, love is not going to be like it is in the movies. You're not going to find it like it is in movies. It's going to happen some other way.
1: Just crushing your Nora Ephron dreams.
0: (laughs) Right. But you know what? Then I had, like I've had some very cinematic loves in my life. That were very much like a movie.
1: Yes. I was going to say, I used to think that too, like things aren't like the movies and like very skeptical of that. And when my wife and I started seeing each other, I had just gotten divorced and I was like cynical about everything. And those like first few months with her felt like a rom-com. I'm like, this is insane. I really felt like I was living... In in a movie, and I'm like, wait, why was I settling and thinking like that? I can't have these things when when actually you can. It's out there. I don't know if that's a a healthy notion to encourage (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like then some people maybe,
0: yeah, I don't know. You know what? Maybe it's going to be love can be like a movie, but it's the movie that is your own, right? That you are the sole creator of. Like bros, it exists in your. Like, much like Rose, which I had fun watching. I mean,
1: I loved it. It's my favorite rom com.
0: I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I had my own feelings about the way it was being promoted. Sure, and screamed about. Yeah, but you know what? I did. Billy doesn't
1: know any other way. He does not know how to promote without screaming. (laughs) Unfortunately,
0: I did like issue sort of an a not an. I mean, I just issued a comment after seeing it because I had like made a little bit of I had taken note of how much he was yelling about it. And yeah. I sort of impersonated him and taken to the streets and screamed at people about I it. I remember that. And then when I finally did see it, which was, you know, early on when it came out, of, I I tweeted at him to say, right. you know, I did make this video, a series of videos about you yelling. But in fact, it was a really, really great fun and enjoyable movie and congratulations and I'm sorry for making fun of you but maybe stop screaming so much it's not effective um and he liked it so that means he was that means in my head that he was mad at me before even though he doesn't know me but now everything's cool
1: I like from Billy Eichner he's known for for blocking people pretty fast or at least I unless it's just the people I hang out with get blocked by Billy Eichner
0: or maybe, maybe he fizzles away. Maybe we have that in common. Sometimes, a like on social media these days is the equivalent of a successful date. Yeah. It's like you. F-
1: when you're talking about maybe like a slower build of things, I think about like relationships I've had that have started out as friendships. Like, have you dated friends before? Is that something where, like, maybe you go on a date with someone, you're not feeling it at first, but you want to stay friends with the person? Or are you pretty much like, oh, if this isn't a romantic connection, I'm good on friends. I don't need any more.
0: The kids used to call that friend zoning. Right. Remember back in the day. I don't know if that's still an active term. And it's gone both ways for me. I feel like I've been friend zoned by, you know, guys that I was romantically interested in or like crushing on. And then they've sort of like let me know, like in one way or another, like, but then like those sometimes things can come back around. It's just like an issue of timing. Yeah. But I do think that friendships are wonderful. They're their own type of love. You know, so many cultures around the world have so many more words for love than we do in the English speaking language. And like at the end of the day, my best friend in the whole world who I know we love each other so, so wholly and unconditionally that there's just like always that sort of lingering. He called me the other week and was like, you know what, even though we would never like nothing would ever really come. Don't you just want to like be together for the rest of our lives? (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, yeah. like." Those friendships and those loves and enduring relationships will always be there. So, I'm not like opposed to the foundation of friendship at all. I advocate for it, in fact. So, who wants to be my friend is <laughs> <That's> the question. <laughs> so, I'm open to some, some friendships or um, some slow burns to end this cookie flack era. <laughs>
1: What's an ideal situation of like you're out in public somewhere and, and some guy sees you? Wow.
0: First of all, already ideal. <laughs> Getting out of my apartment. Already ideal.
1: The Grubhub right. guy there comes around. No. um, Yeah. Some guy kind of you, you catch his eye and he wants to like make a move. Like, do you like having guys pick you up or do you like to be the one who initiates? How, how do you like that to play out?
0: You know, I feel like there's not one way of these things playing out. I like to sort of like feel out, like in my fantasy, there's like that connection across the room, sort of like you're just energetically drawn to one another and you keep stealing glances. Like the idea of stealing glances is so, oh my God, I'm fucking Jane Austen. Just like I la- First of all, my favorite thing to do at the ball is steal glances from men who are Who are at least of ten thousand a year, but yeah, I sort of like to feel that out, and that fantasy then plays out into like ideally, the partner that I'll find will be somebody who I can be in the same room with, but on different sides of the room, and still like be our own people, be our the best versions of who we are, but still have that dynamic of like stealing the glance and like knowing, and that connection is something
1: you're such a romantic ben this is all like so sweet uh,
0: <laughs> it's crippling it's crippling
1: do you think like you're your own biggest challenge and finding what you want
0: wow nail head head nail <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this goes back to like i know i've i'm extremely picky i don't know if that's the right word or just i'm I have all this inside of me, all these like romantic notions or whatever. So it's not that it's created, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't like to think that I have these boxes that I check. Like I can't stand when people say like, oh, they checked this box and then they checked this box. And that feels like really like, it feels like an SAT to me or something. Yeah. And I'd rather, God, I'd rather just... Create a painting or, like, you know, a pastoral. <laughs> just be in a blanket with the wind and the long grasses and the sky above and just the smell of cone flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just leading into the romantic thing. I got lost. Anyway.
1: <laughs> what would your ex say your best quality is?
0: Several of my exes would say. I have to choose one ex. Oh my gosh. Or, or
1: several. Um, yeah. What's the well, consensus? What's the word on the street?
0: I would say a consensus is well, I had one ex that I'm thinking of immediately who was fascinated by my emotional intelligence, which I found fascinating because he was such a like, we were so wrong for each other and so many, it was only like a six-month ordeal. Really, in the whole time I was in it, I felt myself like my gut check was just off. I was like, this doesn't feel right. But I was like, this idea of he was like a box check type of like, lesson, like I went into it being like, okay, like he, he worked in finance. And at the time, I had never tried that before. I was like, but that's like a box, right? Because he's got a good job, and he makes a lot of money. And um, but um, he was like, so we were just so opposite personalities. And he was fascinated by my emotional intelligence, as he would coin it. And he kept, and I would just be like, but we're just like, I'm just relating, trying to like get to know you and you robot, like <laughs> you numbers robot. What? If- and other exes, I think maybe the quality of my heart and my humor overall. I had like another ex who's, Oh, uh, he was like, I fell in love with him so hard. And he was a slow burn. He just to this day, like, if we ever cross paths, I feel like he is still, in a way, enthralled, even though it didn't work out. And but he's still enthralled with my heart, I guess, and who I am. And there was a language barrier. So he probably wasn't getting all of the subtle, you know, <laughs> me being a psycho <laughs> things as well. But, I also made him laugh a lot. I make I make people laugh when we're together.
1: Well, all right. I mean, we're wrapping up here. Who do you want to reach out to you? If someone, if some guy's listening to this and he's like, hmm, should I reach out? Like, do we have an age range? Do they definitely have to be in New York?
0: I'm really not looking to confine right now. If somebody listening has a notion or a hunch go with it, I can always pretend I didn't see it. Oh, that's that's so generous of you. (laughs) Yeah, I could always just I could always play it dumb, which is (laughs) but if somebody's listening who's you know a kind secret hunk who's single and available and ready like to sort of try something out then feel free how's that
1: that's great <laughs> and do you want them to reach out to you via instagram
0: that'd be fun okay <laughs> yeah yeah they can slide into my DMs, into my general folder or into my requests yeah. if they don't follow or into my general if they do or you know into they could make a finsta no i would like to have a sense of who they are too because again it goes back to that like Comedy show thing that we were talking about, like when somebody comes up and you know, it can feel sometimes like they know so much more about you than right, you know, about them. But here we are; we've just done a whole podcast on (laughs) me being your guest, and thank you so much for having me and this chance to chat. So, but now
1: the playing field is so (laughs) unlevel.
0: Yeah, now now there's now we're playing on a hill and (laughs) uh, shoot your shot, gents. So you. You can find me on Instagram, on Instagram or even Twitter. I'm the same handle Ben Fisher Comedy, F I S H E R. Like, you know, the person who goes fishing off of a boat.
1: Not in Florida. Ben
0: Fisher Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> for love? Is he fishing for love? <laughs> he might be. So
1: Fishing for love. Oh, that's great. Well, Ben, thank you so much for pitching yourself.
0: Thank you so, so very much for having me and for this chance to dive deep into the emotional trauma closet.
1: Best of luck and keep me posted. I didn't know Ben was such a romantic. That was so sweet. Though I guess it doesn't surprise me because he truly has such a warm and charming personality. And also, guys who are listening and interested, don't let the Jimmy Fallon thing throw you off. I think he has just loads more charm and is much better looking than Jimmy Fallon. And if you're into Jimmy Fallon, like then this is phenomenal. Anyway, I would love to find someone who will fall in love with the protagonist of Ben's real life rom-com. So if you know anyone or you are that someone, slide into those DMs. Also, please follow me at TGI Carolyn on Instagram and on TikTok. Follow the pod account to see clips and images from these episodes and you can see for yourself. Well let, let me know in the comments what, what we think on a scale of not Jimmy Fallon to totally Jimmy Fallon that where Ben falls on this, that's at loves a pitch. Uh, if you want to support queer love, keep this podcast going, go to patreon.com slash you guessed it, slash loves a pitch. Uh, also, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's huge. Give us five stars. Leave a nice little comment. It will brighten my day, my week, my life. This podcast is produced and edited by Caitlin White, and the music is by Velico And with all that cookie fleck talk, I'm going to go rewatch Best Show. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a love-filled week. See you next time.
0: What if you discovered you could move between the worlds of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and
1: realizes that something he dreamt about the night before had actually happened— With the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a dream breacher. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure about the
0: highs and lows of having all your dreams come true and is perfect for kids ages eight to 12. If that sounds like a dream to you, you're in
1: luck. You can listen to Dream Breachers now wherever you get your podcasts.